Scott and Paul show episode six is on the air. And No Man's Sky is having issues. Scott, are you shocked that in development somebody is having issues? Especially a developer that had their entire office flooded out? No, not at all. Well, the problem seems to be that everything's running good on the PlayStation 4, but they're having trouble optimizing it for PC. Look, people, there's no friggin' news. We're having trouble. We're, we're, we're digging deep. And no, there is no Halo 5 review because we don't have Halo 5. But it seems like Angry Joe had some real issues with the game, and it seems yeah, like a review that. that I would put out because I hate Halo and Scott hasn't played it yet. But go, just go check out Angry Joe's review. He, he shit all over it. Did he crap on the Did he clap on the lack or crap on the lack of uh, split screen multiplayer? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean it's a hallmark of the series, and they cut it for more graphics. No, that that wasn't why they crapped on it. Oh yeah, he, he read the PR thing. It, it wasn't because of um, the uh, graphics or anything like that. It it was purely PR because of the robustness of Xbox Live. Had nothing to do with frame rates it was just xbox live yeah that's exactly how difficult it is now to get people together the over at your friend's house to play it's because of the fact that the robustness of xbox live that's that's what it's all about so now go out there and buy another xbox and another copy of of halo 5 that's what you want no motherfucker get somebody over to your house and play it no 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 Go buy another yeah. another Xbox because nobody's buying our, our stuff. Please, please, God, buy another Xbox because there's only 15 million of them. There's like 800 million PlayStation 4. Please, we're actually going to give you an, a free game coming November 7th and 8th. Please, please, God, buy our system. Nobody else is. That's, that's what it's all about. Yeah, that, and he also said that that nobody had that uh, Phil Spencer has no friends. <laughs> That's pretty much what it's about. That's what they're telling him. Nobody wants to come over to your house, Phil, because you don't have any friends. They're all on Xbox Live. Yeah, well, they they also claim they had this like statistical data that um, that nobody was playing the other Halos in great numbers in local split screen, and uh, I'm just calling bullshit. Just saying. Anyway, back to No Man's Sky. They're having the issues, and that's that's it. It should get fixed. Yeah, I mean, the article says that they're having trouble with uh, getting it to run at all on the PS4. Is that what it says? Yeah, it's um, pretty much like here's a, there's a serious issue. Getting the space exploration to run on PlayStation Four and it's having trouble optimizing it for PC. You got a mid-tier PC with a PS4 logo on it, so. You know, is it even mid-tier or is it mid-low tier? This is a lower middle class of game systems. <laughs> if you count PC. Um, yeah. I mean, they've had a lot of trouble. I mean, they they lost the in, the game at one point, didn't they? They had a flood and they lost a whole bunch of computers and hardware and stuff they've been working on for the game. So I don't know how much code they lost. Hopefully, I mean, surely they had some backup somewhere um but yeah i mean it probably won't come out june next year like it says i'd be surprised but it's a game i'm looking forward to i hope you don't get on pc 
Well, probably need a new PC. Mine's from 2008. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Four gigs of RAM, baby. Yeah. Uh, well, according to Activision, Skylanders is the 12th best selling video game franchise ever. Again, this is according to Activision. Scott, you want to talk about how much we can trust Activision? Oh, I don't think you can trust any of these companies, really. Um, I would like to see, according to data compiled by the MPD group, uh, GFK, ChartTrack, and Activision's own internal estimates, which includes the sales of toys, accessories, and games. Skylanders is only the 12th best-selling video game franchise ever, but also has been the number one video game franchise for kids since 2011. I mean, yeah, if you're including the freaking games and accessories, I'd say I'm surprised it's only 12th. Holy cow, man. You know, we have a ton of the Skylander toys. Kids really like them. Uh, the current Superchargers game that's coming out, or it's already out, um, the cars actually have wheels that turn, so you can actually, there's some sort of articulation to the figures. and Well, not the figures, the cars. You can play with the cars outside of the game. Um Whereas the Skyliners themselves are pretty much statues, kind of like the Amiibos. So, you know, I always thought it'd be cool if they were articulated. But, yeah, they make a good game. I mean, it surprised me when I sat down and played it once. I was like, oh, wow, this is actually pretty good. Had a lot of fun with it. North American and European sales. So, yeah. <sighs> That's pretty good. I mean, it's only been out since 2011. Yeah. Spires Adventure, Giants, Swap Force, Trap Team. Yeah, Superchargers. Who would have ever thought that Spyro, the little game from PlayStation 1, would become the 12th best franchise? But if it wasn't for all the stupid little toys, never would have yeah. done it. Yeah. My, my thing with the Skylander series is my kids like first noticed the toys in the stores, and it's not like it's something I may not have bought them without the game. So it, it doesn't really bother me a whole lot. Now, their expansion packs are outrageously priced. You get one new level, and you get um, a new character, and you get a – what is the other item? Oh, like for a uh, trap team, you got a new level, a new character, and a new trap that lets you catch bosses that were light-based. And it was called Sunscraper Spire. Well, they apparently didn't print very many of them. Um, so they were already $30, which if you break it down by piece, it's not that bad, but you're only getting one level. If you wasn't getting the physical toy, there'd be nothing useful at all about that pack. Um, so it was a little bit expensive anyways, but then of course the secondhand market, it went clear up to like, I think $90. And I mean, I might've even seen a few go for a hundred. So the prices have come down recently, but. Yeah, my kids really wanted it really badly, and I was like, I'm not paying that kind of money for something that new. And uh, just, you know, keep our eyes open. And after about eight or nine months, this past Sunday, we walked into Walmart just to do our grocery shopping and walk back there and took a look. And they had, like, freaking five of those on the shelf. So we didn't have to pay the $90. And this is the same company that went to Nintendo, and they offered Skylanders to Nintendo. Yeah, this is stupid. Why would we want to sell this? And now they've got Nintendo characters in Skylander games. So 
Yeah. I mean, to me, when I first heard about Skylines, I thought, wow, that's a really good idea. That's going to make a shit ton of money. It's DLC, but it's physical and it's something you can play with. Kids are going to freaking eat that shit up and they have. So I don't see how Nintendo couldn't have figured that out. And that was a Spire's adventure. I saw it on the shelf. And I'm like, wow, what an amazing idea. You know, that's a moneymaker. I'll bet my ass. Well, here we are. Well, you know what's a moneymaker? When you get on Amazon and you tell everybody that, wow, the game that's coming out <laughs> is so awesome. I can't wait for more. And you know what? That's your own game that you made. Because that's what Harmonix did. But you know what you should do? Lie about who you are and not use your own name. Yeah, that's I mean, not what Harmonix did. They got busted. This is old news, but again, we we don't have any material this week. See, Harmonix, see, I mean, how do they think in this day and age that the general, especially the headhunters <laughs> that hate the developers or hate corporations or whatever, how do they think that they're not going to be people that are watching and looking and going to say, hey, look at this game review. I know that name from somewhere. And then just Google it or go to their webpage and say, oh, look here, the lead product manager or something is leaving five-star reviews for his own game and not, you know, being not disclosing that in his review. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it just reinforces the idea of if you're going to want to find out what a game is really like, Let's Plays or YouTube reviews or something is kind of your best option because at least you can see the gameplay. And if the guy's playing the game and it's, the mechanics look good, at least you have a better idea other than someone like the games media and all their uh, bias because of all the kickbacks and stuff that they get. You can't trust any of that stuff. And then your own companies are getting on these sites. I mean, Best Buy has a review system. All these companies do. How many of those have been skewed over the years? There's already, there was in the news there a few weeks ago about Amazon purging reviews and stuff for different products because there's people that get paid to leave good reviews on products. You leave so many reviews um, and they pay you for it. So there was a, I mean, it's an, it's an issue on the review system. So that's why I never, if, if I consider the reviews, it's going to have to be like four and a half, four stars, bare minimum before I even consider it. And well, these are all five star reviews, Scott. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I mean, the average, when you got, say, mm -hmm. Say I want to buy something. If it's got 10 reviews and they're all fives, I'm not going to pay much attention to that. If it's got 3,000 reviews, 4,000 reviews, and it's fours and fives, I'll say, okay, maybe there's something here. But I'll still use other sources before I spend my money. Five stars from the project manager at Harmonix. You can still rock in America. Oh, yeah, all right. That was Matthew, what the hell is his name? Nordas? Jane Tan, consultant at Harmonix. Five stars? I forgot how fun this game is. Let there be rocked. I'm so psyched to finally have Rock Band on my Xbox One. Chris Foster, senior designer, said, um, This game honors the Rock Band legacy. And freestyle guitar is awesome, is an awesome new addition. We play rock band as a family in the freestyle guitar solo, in addition to being extremely fun for adults, is a great way to get young kids up and rocking. I'm excited that Harmonix, Harmonix, whatever the fuck, is committed to the game as a platform. 
And I can't wait to see what the team adds to the game in the months to come. Well, you would know, wouldn't you? Since you're a senior fucking <laughs> designer. Yeah. This is the worst damn thing on earth. Absolutely not. But it is, no. it is, it is um, underhanded. And so they're all and, pretty and shitty. It's all fucking from Xbox One. I just wanted to point out this is this is Scott's new baby. What Xbox One? Yeah, they're all from Xbox One. <laughs> they're all, they're it comes all in phases, One, man. Baby. It comes in phases. I played more PS4 this last week <laughs> than I have Xbox all, One. It's all Xbox One. No, oh Phil Spencer. Yeah, I'm so pissed off over Halo Five. I just want to talk about it. <laughs> Played through that with so many of my friends and my family, and they can't do that now. Well, if they all buy Xbox One. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I can play it online with them, and you know, we'll go ahead and just move a second television in the living room so we can play beside each other on the couch. Just don't go um, Kaplan, I will be getting fine. Halo 5, don't get me wrong, but I will be getting it through the secondhand market and at a much discounted price. So screw you, Microsoft. And they will not get any DLC money out of me for that. <sighs> what? <laughs> they'll, they'll come out with a split. They said there was an article that said uh, Halo Five uh, will never have split screen, but Halo Six might. Well, here's something: I will never buy another Halo game first from you know the first hand market. That's there you go, ten four, buddy. That's the way we're going to be. Now, if they had DLC for split screen say next year when they're like damn we can make some money off of this and i've gotten it for a good cheap price in the secondhand market then yeah if it was only like a dollar or five maybe i would pay that but only if i get the game at a discounted price well if you save your money you can buy this during sony's paris games week press conference eu press boss jim ryan announced that namco's or Bandai Namco, whatever you want to call them now, Tekken 7 will be getting the PlayStation VR treatment. Scott, do you want to play Tekken 7 in virtual reality? No. No? No. I don't know. Man, I mean, I won't say no, but a fighting game, it just doesn't seem conducive to a good experience. It would be like the old... uh, what was that game on PlayStation 1? Or was Sega CD? Remember they had the first-person fighting game? game? We had. What, Wii Boxing? No, it wasn't Wii Boxing. It was the um, that fighting game. It was the... Uh, oh, shit. Which system? It was, it was Sega CD. It was the... Um, it had the digitized actors and FMV fight sequences? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm trying to think of what it was. It was like a uh, raging it was fucking terrible game. Yeah, yeah, that game. I played it a few times back in the day, and I was not impressed. But I mean, what's your input method? You know what I mean? Are you going to change your input method? Is there something? Is there another accessory to go with that? I mean, that's that's the big kicker. I mean, just holding, looking through the eyes of the of the. Paul Phoenix and pushing buttons on the control. It's going to take a lot of work to make that good. I'm not saying it can't be good. I just don't have high hopes for it. Prize Fighter. Okay, that's one. That was the boxing game. Yeah. But there was another one. It had like the really super generic. um, That was the name of the FMV game. Yeah, there was was another one. There was more than one. Prize Fighter. 
actually have Prize Fighter. Um, there's a game called Revengers of Vengeance. Hmm? It's fucking sweet. <laughs> Greatest title ever. Okay, anyways. Um, I remember there was some guy that looked like he was like from Africa or something. You had to fight him. So an FMV game? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, let's do research. Let's see here. I can but, see the freaking this, all the FMV games are coming back though. That's that's what we're getting now. Oh, but, I was never against them. I just most of the ones they did have were poorly done. Well, yeah, well, it was a new medium. So. Yeah. It's not that you can't have good ones. No, you can have great ones, especially with all the porn stuff now we're going to get. It's going to be awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm just on the wrong system. Maybe it was a PlayStation game. Could have swore it was Sega CD. Well, that's all we had back then. That Well, 3DO, but I don't think they really did that many FMV games. You you move on to the next thing here, and I'm gonna. This shit is pissing me off, man. Well, oh boy, oh god, you're leaving me with this friggin' story. Activision Blizzard buys Candy Crush for five point nine billion dollars. The maker, um, who did make it? Uh, this comes from uh, The Verge. Call of Duty, Call of Duty publisher Activision Blizzard has bought King Digital. I have no idea why they would buy him other than, but $5.9 billion. I don't know what the hell they plan on doing with it other than ruining our lives. Yeah, I've seen a few people. I looked over a shoulder or two and watched some people play Candy Crush, and it looks all right, but it's just not anything that appeals to me. Oh, this is pissing me off. I swear it was on Sega CD. All right. Let's, you just you just keep going here. List of Sega CD fighting games. I don't know what the hell else I'm going to talk about on this. Personal anyway, Quest. That's, that's the whole here, story. Right. You need a soundbite? Fuck Candy Crush, okay? Yeah, fuck I Candy wish Crush. I was the genius that came up with that shit and made $5.9 billion. So. Yeah, he, he, he's a genius. Let's talk about the PlayStation Plus games for November. If you haven't already downloaded it yet, by now, knowing the way that PlayStation works, you can probably go ahead and start downloading them now since it's Tuesday at 10 o'clock. That, that's kind of how Sony rolls it out. Uh, the game's out for now. Magicka 2. Uh, for PlayStation 4. Walking Dead Season 2, PlayStation 4. Dragon Fin Soup. Never heard of this game. Dragon Fin Soup. 4. PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita. Beyond Good and Evil, PlayStation 3. Mass Effect 2, breaking out the old shit. Which, that is my favorite game, by the way. That's one of the best games ever. I yeah. love that game. And Invisibles, PlayStation Portable. It's also playable on the PlayStation Vita. Uh, not that impressive of a list. But we're not going to bitch about it like they did on the PlayStation block. If you have not been there, that is a toxic hell stew of shit. My God, those are some entitled bitches. You know, the thing gets me is that people say, I already beat this. Well, <laughs> some people haven't played the fucking game, bro. You know what I mean? I mean, seriously, that's not why they make that stuff. No. Okay, this game that I'm thinking of, we'll go back to this in a second. 
mm-hmm. is what got me about this game was that, you know, Mortal Kombat was big and it was cutting in on the Mortal Kombat look. That's what it was. Are you talking about the FMV game still? Yeah. Okay. Now back to the current story. I cannot. Th- oh, wait a minute. I think I know what you're talking about now. You're in the jungle? Well, at some point. Damn it, I thought I found it. Wrong one. I think I know what you're talking about, because I think I've played that game before. You, you head into the jungle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you had to fight that guy. And he was a jungle guy. <laughs> <laughs> jungle guys usually hang out in the jungle. Yeah, man. Unless it's Jimmy Snuka, which he usually goes to New York City and climbs cages and jumps on top of uh, Don Morocco. But she actually yeah. lost that match, by the way, people. You don't know that. Uh, um, let's see. Beyond Good and Evil. I did not like that game. You know, I never played Beyond Good and Evil. I've heard about how like amazing it is. I've just never had come across it in my life. Uh, I played a little bit of it. And I didn't like it. Mass Effect 2, uh, yeah. Walking Dead Season 2, if you like torturing dogs, you'll like that game. And Magicka 2, never played it. Dragon Fin Soup, never heard of it. Invisibles, don't know anything about it. So I probably will not download anything. Yeah, I mean, I'll mark them all down, but I don't think yeah. I'll be downloading anything. I mean, I'll check out some reviews or something. Of a couple of those games and well, see what I'm... damn you! I guess you can do a two-player Magicka, right? I never played it. I don't really know. And, uh... I did play Volgar the Viking. Volgar the Viking. You ever freaking played that game, man? No. Ridiculous difficulty level. If you can do a two-player Magicka, we'll have to do a co-op on that. Yeah. You? But uh, on to something else. Apparently, Naughty Dog is being a very naughty dog, and they are putting microtransactions in their game. Multiplayer only. And I don't know much about this story other than the fact they are saying they're basically only doing it because, look, everybody else is doing it. And we are really just doing it to keep up the servers, and it's only for the multiplayer. That's it. And everybody's doing it. Um, let's look at a quote here. There's not quote. There's nothing that actually changes your game mechanics behind it either. <laughs> there you go. If you look at Uncharted Two and Uncharted Three, those two multiplayer games still exist right now. We still have a multiplayer community that's playing with them, and it's really quite some time. We want to be able to do that with Uncharted Four as well to be able to support the multiplayer game with it. We don't have dedicated servers, so it reduces our cost to be able to maintain everything going on. 
So we're thinking of this virtual currency system as a way to basically treat this game as a service so that we can keep going for a really long time. He continues, when you start playing Uncharted 4's multiplayer, you actually get a little bit of this currency, so you try it out and see what how it works. You buy Naughty Dog points with real currency, so it's basically a virtual currency. Mm, no, it's real currency if you're using real money, right? Yeah, there's nothing virtual about it. And just the idea that... <laughs> is that we looked at the ways that people have done this in other games. We've looked at the community's reaction to it. We've looked at the community's reaction to our announcement of Naughty Dog Points, and we want to make sure that it's a real complex, it's really a complex but really balanced system that everyone gets used to, gets to use. Okay, number one, it's really complex. That's bad. Don't make it get complex. you to spend more money. You literally just screw up and spend more. There's like three different editions of this game. Thieves in Special Edition. Games are, oh my God. Thieves in Special Edition Retail. Thieves in Collector's Edition. Thieves in Digital Deluxe Edition. Don't put... I hate this microtransaction bullshit. It's not as bad as Halo 5, but... Microtransactions are... are they have a place, but it shouldn't be what the entire freaking thing's built around. As far as for the enjoyment of gameplay and everything else. Now, for them to make money... Clearly, it's good to build that shit around, especially when you have a bunch of mouth breathers that buy their product. But I don't know. I remember like it's it's we're going back to horse armor at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, useless shit. There's nothing in the game that's being gated off, so whatever players can buy with the virtual currency will be available to unlock by playing. But it, it with Halo Five, you can get it, but you have to put like. Hours upon hours upon hours upon hours, like 680 fucking hours into the game in order to get, or you can buy luck of the draw and 1,850 fucking dollars, you can get it. Because you have to buy cards and packs. So I don't know how this shit works. Well, that's what they're counting on. They want people to... Um, oh, did you know Tekken 2 had a first-person view mode? Sorry. Mm. I, give up, I give up on my quest. Fuck uh. that game. I can I can see it in my freaking... Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Oh, well. I remember it looked so cool um, when I saw like in Game Pro or one of those old magazines. And then sit down and played it for five minutes. I was like, man, this is shit. But anyways, yeah, that game. Um, microtransactions are just a freaking... Like I said, there's a place Corpse for Corpse Killer? Is that the game you're talking about? Was a Corpse Killer a shooter? Yeah. No, nah, it's not the game I'm talking about. Oh, wait a minute. 
But you're in, but but you go out in the jungle. Wait a minute. You go ahead and <laughs> yeah. segue into the next part. Let me watch this video for a second. I'll tell you if I played this. But you're out in the fucking jungle, dude. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. That's the fucking video. Pretty sure. Okay, I was wrong. It wasn't a fighting game. It was a shooting game. Nope, this isn't it. This is—it's not Corpse Killer. We need some good cheesy FMV games. New ones. Oh, we can make some. Girl's cute. Oh God, I'm a misogynist. I thought somebody was attractive. Shit, I'm sorry. Anyways, what uh, do your wife? I'll give myself seventy-five hail marys after this. Um. Oh gosh, I said something religious. Somebody beat me. Uh, anyways, back to task here. What the hell were we talking about? Well, I don't give a shit about this, but somebody might. Power Rangers. Go film go Power confirmed. Rangers. Power Rangers film confirms main characters' identities. Uh, Black Ranger still gonna be a black person. They're African now, right? I don't know. What Red, black, pink, blue, and yellow uh, rangers as Jason, Kimberly, Zach, Billy, and Trini? Trini, yeah. The names of the first group of teenagers recruited by Zordon in the original series. So. I just always remember being a kid and being like, the black ranger's black. <laughs> I was just like, somebody would get mad about that. <laughs> Let me cast this guy. Well, let's pick the black guy, the black ranger. So is... um. I don't think I'd fly today. And and the yellow one's um Asian, of course. Asian, yeah. With the red ranger, is he going to be like Native American now? I mean, so... Yeah. But yeah, it's just it was just like, I don't know, just seeing... And then the pink ranger, she's female. And she wouldn't fly today. I'm just saying. Why can't the Pink Ranger be a dude? Hey, so Tommy's not in here? So he's going to get his ass kicked by CM Punk because he keeps trying to fight him? I don't know. I think he'll break CM Punk's face. Nah. He's like, what, 5-1, and 5-2, and 6-1 or something like that? At least he has experience. Of course, he's a little older, I think. Also, CM Punk, he's not exactly a spring chicken. What, he's almost 40? No, CM Punk's our age. Oh, is he? I thought he was like 38, 39. No. Uh, okay, anyways. Um, I don't know who this... Becky Gomez is... Well, she's pretty. This Power Rangers film is the Yellow Ranger. Dak, Dakri. Dakray Montgomery is the Red Ranger. Naomi Scott is the Pink Ranger. Ludi Lynn is the Black Ranger. And RJ Siler is the Blue Ranger. Oh, wait. So they're recasting the whole crew? Yeah. Well, I thought they were going with the old crew. No, it's the. Um, so I guess I should have actually read this. It's yeah. It's, <laughs> I, I'm a, it's the. I'm under the impression I may be wrong here that it's going to be the original characters just with new actors. Oh, that's the impression I'm under, but I may be wrong. No, nope. oh. maybe I am wrong. 
According to an earlier report, it's going to follow Dino. Shit, I hit the wrong button. Dino Charge, the most recent version of the television show. The Dino characters, Dino Charge characters will appear in the opening sequence. Wait a minute. So is this like a new crew? I don't know. I watched like Turbo Dino freaking robot porn or whatever it was. Um, that was the last one I watched with my kids, and it was actually pretty good because it was just so freaking ludicrous. It was just, it was epic. They like the drill sword. I didn't even like Power Rangers as a kid. It just never appealed to me. And then we watched that la- that that series on Netflix like last year. I was like, wow, this shit, this shit is awesome. Like Tommy was like the mentor. So I mean, I watched Power Rangers off and on, but I didn't watch Power Rangers. Like if it was on, it was like background noise. If I was doing something else when I was. I don't know, 13, 14, something like that, 12. Whenever it was, it became popular here. So, I mean, Power Rangers is a huge following, man. It's like, you know, Ninja Turtles and stuff. I mean, the shit, the series has never went off television. It's always been in another... Okay, form. the Black Ranger is an Asian dude. Japanese yeah, dude. Yeah, Rudy Lin. What Sorry. the fuck? They're completely recasting this movie. And the Pink Ranger is... um. Uh, she kind of looks like the first chick. I mean, I wouldn't say the recasting. It looks. It sounds to me like it's just the next evolution of a new group of Rangers. I mean, it said that Dino Charge characters will appear in the beginning, in the opening. So does that mean that this is the introduction of the new Rangers? I think that's what that means. That's the way I'm reading it. Sorry. Holy shit, the Blue Ranger looks like Flavor Flav. Flav of Flav! Cast of the Mighty Morphin Remake. Now we got Reboot. Look at the picture. He's got... Look, look at it. Naomi Scott is the Pink Ranger. He's look Chinese. The, look at the fucking picture. Becky Gomez, better known as YouTube star Becky G, will portray the Yellow Ranger. So they didn't even try to find somebody that was an actor. Ludy Lynn's a handsome feller. Yeah, RJ Siler, you look like a favorite flavor, bro. Sorry. <laughs> Got the fucking hat working. And Becky Cute Gomez, you are you are one dynamite gal. Let's see. Uh, nope, it says the studio confirmed on Twitter last week the film will use the same names as the original Mighty Morphin, Morphin Power Rangers team, so it's Morphin Time. Jason, Kimberly, Zach, Billy, and Trini. They don't even have a picture of this fucking Red Ranger fucker. Yeah, I got a picture of him here. He, in, NBC News. A little Googling. Since you like, see the pictures. Let's see what you look you, like. You didn't watch Power Rangers, did you? Holy shit, look at this You're fucking like, Dawson Creek looking motherfucker. Oh, lordy. I love James Vanderbeek. Oh, my God. Actually, I do like James Vanderbeek. There's the not like a lot of characters he played. What the hell? Wasn't, he, wasn't James Vanderbeek in the, the Power Rangers short film that was all like super gritty? I don't think so. Yeah, he was. We spent way too much time on fucking Power Rangers. No, we haven't. Yes, we have. Let's talk about Pacific Rim. 
Good segue, man. Something. That yeah, he was in the fucking fan film. What? Did you watch a fan film? Mm-hmm. I, I was, but I don't give a shit about. Didn't he play like Evil Jason or something? I don't know. Oh man, I'm gonna have to start watching Power Rangers at 35, 34. <laughs> you might as well say you're 35. Nope, doesn't count for a few more days. 13 million YouTube clicks following its debut. That's how the short film Power Rangers, Power Slash Rangers, 13 million YouTube views following its debut in a week or less than a week, possibly. I don't know the exact time. So I thought it was pretty epic myself. I mean, it's clearly not Power Rangers, but just as a short inspiration, I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, James Vanderbeek was pretty awesome. I have to watch it again. So, remember the Power yeah, Rangers movie? Have you ever seen it? The what? first one? The first Power Rangers movie? No. I did watch it back in the day. I may have watched a few minutes something. of it and it was shit. It's not Voltron. No, no. We need Voltron. Like, man, wouldn't that be awesome in Pacific Rim 2 if fucking Voltron just like rolled in there and be like, bitches, you pull your sword out at the beginning of the fight. <laughs> Before we destroy the whole fucking city. Um, yeah, Pacific Rim 2. Del Toro submitted the script and budget to the studio and he's waiting on an answer. So, hey. I love uh, the first one. Quote on Twitter was Budget and script went in. No answers yet. If anything happens, I will post it. If nothing happens, I will just keep rambling. Well, it made almost 500 million more. It was like 430 ish, 450 ish. I don't know. And then you got to think there was. Um, DVD sales, Blu-ray sales, merchandise sales. The NECA series is pretty popular, I guess. You know, people had to pay licensing for that shit, and I'm sure they get a kickback on each unit sold. Um, we have some of those. Those are pretty damn nice. Uh, there was a mobile game. There was an Xbox Live arcade game. Of course, it wasn't very good. I didn't play the mobile game either. So, I mean, I mean, they had other avenues of income concerning the property, you know, if you go with the IP and all that. Um, what else? TV deals. I'm sure somebody paid him a little bit of money to put it on television somewhere. So, I mean, shit, you know, maybe it will be profitable in the long run, but it seems like short term is the only thing anybody ever thinks about in Hollywood anymore. Uh, according to vinereport.com, while there's no concrete information as to the story, the sequel will take on. Del Toro revealed that he and the film team are currently working on designing new Jaegers and Kaiju for the film. Yagers. Yeah, Yagers, whatever. <laughs> it was previously <laughs> reported like my movie better, like my name better. It was re- <laughs> previously reported that the sequel he's not American, so it's gonna be fucked up English anyway. <laughs> there we go. I might be fucking wrong, I'm pretty sure it was Yagers. But it doesn't matter. Like I said, you know, Jaegers gets you fucked up and Yeah. Yager's it was previously reported that the sequel will take a closer look and focus on the enemy kaiju. We have, quote, we have an epic battle at the end that we started designing a couple weeks ago, said Datoro told Yahoo News. Um, no casting news was revealed as of the moment, but Global News reported that the sequel has a working title of Maelstrom and will shoot scenes mostly at the Pinewood Toronto Studios. Del Toro is said to be working once more with Travis Beckham for the film screenplay, this time also Zach Penn. You know what they need to do? They need to, they need to have another grizzled ex-kaiju fighter. I wonder who would be a good one. I know a guy. Michael Bean. <laughs> <laughs> and then he can die in the end, like always. Yeah. 
There we go. Michael Bean saves the world again. Um, I don't know, man. I just I just loved Pacific Rim One. It was just awesome popcorn. It was fantastic. Loved it. I loved every freaking minute of it. Okay, I take it back. The two scientists, I mean, they had their moments, but they were way too over the top, too long, too much. So yeah. they, you know, they were good. They were all right. They were funny. Ron Perlman was pretty good. I'm glad that he survived in the post credit scene or whatever. Um, and I've said it before, robots punch monsters. So it was a win-win for me. And you had your Voltron moments where he's out in space and he opens up the sword. So Fuck yeah, and he chops that bitch in two and it's like bow i'm channeling voltron right here it's like sign that freaking movie up i mean basically minus the not having a team well not having five people driving one robot it it is voltron essentially yeah well i mean he was going to do a voltron movie so you got a couple of shots in there i think he's one he's like i can do a voltron look that was his shot that was like yeah this is close as we're ever gonna get to voltron yeah, yeah, I love Voltron. Wish my kids would get into it. I've turned it on a time or two, and they just don't really pay attention to it. No. So, I used to. I mean, if that shit was on, I was glued to the television. Yeah, love that. Voltron, Voltron's amazing. He Man, GI Joe. Yeah. So I hope Del Toro gets it off the ground. I mean, I lo- I just really like the first movie, and I thought you know one of the things that was really great about the first movie was the little. I mean, I'm sure there will be a couple in the future, especially if the characters both come back. Um, but they like didn't like immediately fall in love with each other. You know, it was like there was a friendship there, respect that developed, and they didn't just be like, oh, look, we punched robot. I don't know. I'd probably fall into love somebody pretty quick like that. Yeah, that movie's totally unrealistic to me now. Just I just rethought that whole thought process. Uh, to me, it was original that they weren't like uh, instantly in love. You know what I mean? Like most movies do. They were just like, hey, you know, let's go punch these, ro- these monsters with our robots. And we're like, really yeah, cool. Fuck. Yeah. It's typical. Yeah. They, I mean, they might have got it on physical and whatever, but, you know, I mean, you could tell there was an attraction there, but they didn't play it out like, hey, we just met yesterday. We got 72 hours to save the world. I love you. I need you. You know, that was kind of cool, mm-hmm. which I'm sure that if they both come back, that's what will happen in the sequel. But see, it, it works better because now you have a realistic time frame to develop true attachment rather than just this strong emotional uh just basically primal response that most movies actually are playing out it's like speed man keanu mm-hmm. and sandra bullock don't stay together because he turns out to be a jerk or something yeah, yeah. world war z sequel is back on track as reported by the hollywood reporter good yeah. Dennis Kelly, who is back on his best known for his work on the British show Utopia, will write the latest draft of the script, taken over from the previous draft by Stephen Knight. Uh, despite the global box office success of the first World War Z film, was brought in $540 million worldwide. The planned sequel has met some rough spots in the development process, kind of like the first one, which was just a total fucking train wreck. Um, J.A. Boya has been set to direct a sequel for Paramount, but when he was eyed to direct Jurassic World sequel for Universal, his involvement with World War Z was left in question. Uh, 2013's original World War Z film was based on the novel by author Max Brooks, adapted by writers Matthew Michael Kenaha, Drew Goddard, 
And Damon Lindenloff. Yeah. Brad Pitt is set to return in the lead role and as producer. World War Z2 is slated to debut in theaters on June 9th, 2017. Yeah. We'll we'll see about that. Uh, that was from uh, Common Book Resources. I like World War Z a whole lot. I did um, like World War Z. I read the read I the book. Like, I didn't like the book, but I did like the movie. Yeah, but my my disappointment was is it was the ending fell flat. Were, were they living dead? They were just infected. Or were they just infected? See, that was the thing. I mean. I don't know. I would rather they've been they were the living dead, and it took like even more to bring one down. But you know, it was still pretty awesome. Um, I remember I read the Max Brooks book a long time ago, and it, it's, it's it's nothing like the movie. Like the scene where, um, well, I'm guessing eh, no, it's really not like the book. <laughs> no, it's nothing like the book. It's, it's pretty much not. Um, I know the one big scene in the book was the uh, in Manhattan or New York or someplace, the military made this huge last stand and they just literally just did not have the rate of fire to slow them down. Uh, there was just millions of zombies pouring in. There wasn't anything they could do. And it was, I, I believe that was in the book. I read the book like years ago. It wasn't even very old when I read it. So I only read it the one time. Well, you would and, have to napalm them. That's the only thing you could do. Yeah. And, uh, I, I love the book, the movie I liked, uh, but I wish that, you know, I mean, the ending, the concept behind the ending, I thought worked well, the execution, not so much. It just, it left so much unshown and I'm a fan of show don't tell and all that, but it's like, okay, what's the resolution here? You know? Yeah. We see that people's cleaning the streets and shit up, but man, I don't know. Yeah, the it end just, of the movie, it just kind of ended. It just, yeah, that, that was it. It was so sudden, you know? So, yeah. It's kind of like an all quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> you know, it's just one minute the guy's talking about the, thinking about the horrors of war and everything he's lost, and the next minute the page is blank because he yeah, gets shot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how this was. I but, didn't see the um, extended cut. Did it end differently or was it the same as theatrical? I'm pretty sure it was the same ending. I think that's what I actually have on Voodoo, was the director's cut. But Yeah, I, I didn't see that. I just saw the yeah. theatrical. I was like, that, what? There's nothing extra? It just ends? Fade to black? What yeah. Yeah. That's kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, it was just, it, was, I mean, it wasn't bad. It was just, it was, a, it was a little bit of a letdown for me. So, I mean, I still like the movie. It's just, yeah. Seriously? I mean, yeah. at least when we write books, there's at least a lead up to something or. Uh, yeah, we just don't have a middle act. We got a beginning and end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're just terrible yeah. second acts. Yeah. Um, but oh, there's no ending. It, it's just, it just, boom, this trails off. It's like seriously. Yeah, it was rather sudden. So well, I thought the tension really built really well, and I like both styles of zombies. I like runner zombies, and I like slow zombies. I prefer slow zombies in massive numbers, but. You know, yeah, slumbering zombies are okay and, and fast zombies, but yeah, I'm not, I don't. Some people will just get downright offended at the idea of fast zombies. It doesn't really bother me. I mean, as long as they're making both styles of movies, I mean, you know, as long as they don't go exclusively fast, I guess. Um, 
the uh, tension, I thought they did a really good job with the tension and like the little Israeli soldier that got her hand cut off. You know, they, they did the character was such limited screen time. The actor was, she really portrayed uh, like that vulnerability and the pain and the emotion and the, just the crazy world she was in really, really well in the short time she was on screen. So I kind of bought into her pretty quick because I mean, she got freaking fucked up. Yeah. You know, she got bit and her arm chopped off. So the scene with the plane was tense. I, I mean, really, the movie was really good with tension. So you got a bunch of big set pieces, and then boom, he's basically stuck in a facility with them trying to get in there to get the um, the viruses and diseases and stuff. And I, I thought that was a good change. When that zombie was clicking its teeth, that was pretty badass. Well, let's hope they have a little bit easier time with this World War Z than the first one. They should, because the first one they were playing off of a book. They're trying to do an adaptation. This one so loosely based on the book. Yeah. The, uh, the only thing it's based on the book was it had zombies. I mean, I'd have to read it again, but I mean, it's essentially a collection of post-war, post-zombie apocalypse stories that like a journalist would collect or something. That's basically what it is. People's experiences. So, and there was a lot of interesting elements. Like you had the guy that was basically just addicted to the internet, the little Japanese dude. Of course he goes down the whole stereotypical. I turn into a samurai kind of guy, but his whole world was being an internet troll basically. And he basically just watched the world burn and thought it was funny. And then his internet went out <laughs> and then shit got real. And then he realized his parents had been dead for days. and He didn't even know it because he never walked out of his house he had to survive and then you, you know, they talked about the zombies slowing down in the cold and made it easier for cleanup and things like that and uh you know attacks in korea and china and things like that it, it hit a lot of different elements but um yeah the movie was other than it being a global thing happening in multiple points but it was the same character that was really the only similarity it just happened to be it was just one character instead of the viewpoints of multiple characters uh, obviously he wasn't on Sudden Link. Well, Kickboxer remake. They finally started taking out some, well, putting up some pictures. Uh, we got to take a look at uh, Van Damme as, um, who is he? He's Master, the new trainer. Uh, Master Durden. Master Durand. Master Durand and uh, Tung Po. As, uh, He's hungry like the wolf. Oh, wait a minute. That was something else. Yeah. And Tung Po is being played by Dave Batista. What is this, like the sixth kickboxer movie over the years? Sixth kickboxer film, but it is a reboot. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a continuation like the original. Yeah. According to the source of all information, Wikipedia... Kickboxer Vengeance is an upcoming American martial arts film directed by John Stockwell and starring Alan Mosey, Jean-Claude Van Damme, who played Kurt Sloan in the original Kickboxer, Dave Batista, Gina Carson, blah, 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 blah. Uh, six, blah, blah, blah. Okay, here is the synopsis. The film follows Eric and Kurt Sloan. The descendants of a California dynasty of champions, or if you're from Australia, dynasty, 
After Eric wins the Karate World Championship, a promoter lures him to Hong Kong despite his brother's protest. When Eric dies, Kurt turns to his former mentor, Jean-Claude Van Damme, to seek revenge on the vicious tongue pole. Uh, what do you think, Scott? How does uh, Batista look as tongue pole? I'm actually kind of surprised. I mean, he really reminds me of the original Tong Po. You think he looks like that picture of uh, Goro? Down yeah, the bottom yeah of the he definitely does. <laughs> uh, I, apparently there's another one with Sasha Mitchell that was supposed to have started filming January this year, but doesn't seem like anything happened with it. Now they got this other one with all these other people. Well, so is he going to stab his dog and rape his girlfriend like he did in the first kickball? <laughs> I mean, what an asshole, man. He stabs a dog. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Who stabs dog and rapes people? <laughs> I mean, seriously, what an ass. Yeah, he was a dick, man. Um, they would. They did every heel tactic possible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they went to the well, paralyzed his brother, raped his girlfriend, and stabbed his dog. Stabbed his dog. What an asshole! Yeah. Well, so, paralyzing his brother. Some people might hate him. And then he shoots Van Dam off screen in between movies. <laughs> yeah. Like wow, you. You're a pussy, man. You couldn't whip his ass, and now you're going to shoot him. So, what's more important is we recollect on the original kickboxer at this point. <laughs> the dance sequence is maybe the greatest celluloid moment of all time. And when they dip their freaking hands in the resin and the glass, the broken glass, it's like, is this really happening right now? So. I remember I'd seen Bloodsport like 70 freaking times. Oh. That was like 12 the first time I saw Kickboxer. I'd already been out for a couple of years. And I was like, holy shit, this movie's good. I mean, it was it was awesome. I loved it. But the yeah. dance scene, I mean, there was some cheesiness to it, of course. It's Van Damme. But it was good cheese. Yeah, it was. That was the first time you've seen Van Damme's ass, too. It's not the last. No, it was not the last, unfortunately. Every time I close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did have a nice ass back then, too. Yeah. Um, you know, though, looking back, you know, the girlfriend gets raped. She doesn't want to tell Van Damme because she doesn't want him distracted. Then Van Damme finds out, and he just kind of gets mad at her. <laughs> he gets mad at her because he's still pissed off. Like, more there you get dog. raped. Like, really? You're an ass, man. So... Don't rape me. That's the part. It's like, okay, let's let's go get you some grief counseling or not grief counseling, it's rape counseling, and I'm gonna go get a gun and we'll shoot this asshole. Forget fighting. This guy's a dick. Yeah. So of course he was kind of stuck with the whole blackmail thing with his master and everybody caught and all that stuff. But yeah, that felt, I mean, it was just an awesome fight scene, man. His knee strikes—they were vicious. Yeah. So, yeah, and the whole the whole match was is is like a wrestling match because Tong Po keeps calling the calling the match. He's like, 
knee. The whole match, I'm going to work the knee. So keep going for the knee yeah. strikes. Elbow. I'm going to keep working the elbow. <laughs> it's like, this is a wrestling match. This this is awesome. It was, it was a badass match. Don't they take time to explain it like their feel, parents were? But my God, they overdid it. Yeah. Didn't they take time to like explain that, that the two Sloan brothers were like separated? Not like their family. Like one was raised in France, the other was raised in California. It's, uh, like they weren't long lost brothers or anything. They were just kind of raised different. They still spent Christmas together and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so he developed was, the French accent and all that. It was a 80s martial arts film. They got to explain everything. Yeah, they had to explain that shit. <sighs> and then the kickboxer too. Like they burn a little kid inside the gym. <laughs> it's like Tongbo commits arson and burns a little kid. <laughs> I mean, are you freaking kidding me? Oh he's my like god. The, he's like Vader. You know, actually I remember watching that when I was young. I was like, oh sweet kickboxer too. And then like Van Damme's not even in it, and I find out his character gets shot off screen. I was like, this is bullshit. And then like you know, I thought I, I don't know. I haven't seen this movie since I was like fifteen. I thought you know. So forgive me if this isn't the sweet moment I thought it was. But the, the, the Sloan guy is like really connecting with um, the little kid, and it's kind of sweet. He's gonna teach him how to train, and kick a freaking bag, and all that shit. And then it's like he's yelling, "Help me! Help me! I'm on fire!" It's like, oh my god, Tom, how much worse can you get? <laughs> it's like did he stab the guy's cat on the way out the door too? I mean. Yeah, Tom Poe's a dick. I yeah. mean, really, at what point does someone just say, you know, I really should just shoot this guy? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an artist. Wasn't he like at least like part three or four? I mean, he was in like several. He was in like the first four, I think. What does that guy even look like now? Is he still around? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, I don't know if he acts, but he was like Van Damme's best friend. I thought that was uh, the dude who played in um, Michael Kesey is a Moroccan-Belgian actor. So He was in Bloodsport. He was the uh, dude that Tongpo kills, I think, wasn't he? No, 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 no. He was uh, the guy that Tongpo breaks his shin. Or not Tongpo, shit. Chong Lee breaks his shin. Paco or whatever had like a little bit of a fro going on, curly fro. Him and Tong Po are the same guy. You're thinking of Bolo Yang or Yang. Bolo Yang, yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was the Chinese bodybuilder guy. I don't know if they were like best friends or nothing, but him and um, yeah, right here is life friend Michael Kesey. So they like lived together and shit for years. So he was always getting work for him. I think he was, was he in the quest? No, his brother, Casey's brother, Abdul, played the villain in Lionheart. Lionheart was badass. Yeah, that was He's a good gonna kill your ass, Lionheart. He's gonna kill your ass. That's a badass movie. His last movie was Out for Vengeance 2015. Really? And then... He's directed four films, Terminator Woman in 1993, Extreme Force in 2001, Bara in 2014, and Heart of a Lion in 2015. So he had two movies out this year. So 
Oh, okay. Wow, wow. Man, he looks weird for fro. Yeah, you don't remember you remember him now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah wow. Sport. Yeah. Holy crap. You people need to Google that shit. Yeah, he's a... I'm just saying there's not hardly a frame of that movie I do not remember. <laughs> I've seen it so many times. Oh, wow. Now I'm starting to really get interested in some of this shit. Was this guy in Bloodsport 2? Ong Su Han? Uh, he's in Bloodsport 2 in the quest. Okay. I thought it looked like the Chinese guy that Chong Lee killed. Anyways, moving on. Um, yeah, Michael Kesey. We, we've really talked about Michael fucking Kesey this whole time. No offense. I know the guy will never listen to this, but <laughs> Van Damme. Yeah, right thanks. now he's sitting there brokenhearted like, what the fuck, guys? His, his ears are burning. <laughs> Sorry, you're not freaking Harrison Ford, bro. Um, you know, but the, he was really good as Tong Po. No shit, man. And he screamed really loud when he got his leg broke. So I'm just saying, that's what I remember him for. Um, but anyways, back to Batista. I think he looks pretty badass myself. Yeah, he should be able to pull it off. I hate the, I hate the goatee, but whatever. All that matters is he throws really cool kicks and shit. But yeah, Gloria Batista and Abe. That's pretty funny, too. Oh, okay. He's that motherfucker in Lionheart that kept coming after him in the tuxedos. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. So, moving on now. Star Trek will be getting a new TV series. <laughs> we talked about Michael Kesey for like 15 fucking minutes. <laughs> what the fuck? We're going to get this motherfucker as a guest. This shit. This fucking awesome. I'm after you guys talk shit about me? No, we didn't. <laughs> you just fucking disappeared. I was always there. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you going to be in a Star Trek? Because nobody will fucking see it because it's going to be online only. I oh, believe there. I think that fucking show is going to be a hit, man. Well, you're going to have to pay like $6 a month to fucking watch it. Trek it. Trekkies will do it. Yeah, they will. Star Trek will be getting a new series in 2017, but in order to watch it, you will have to subscribe to the new CBS online-only experience. Where the fuck is called? What is it? It doesn't matter. It's a load of bullshit. I just don't understand. I know the last Star Trek series was a little bit of a ratings disaster. It was Star up Trek down like really bad. The last series was Star Trek Enterprise in 2005. Yeah, it only lasts like four seasons. CBS All Access is the name of it. Um, All Access streaming service has more than 100,000 subscribers. Uh, I think it costs $6 a month. So, uh, I don't know. The first episode of Star Trek will premiere on CBS itself, so everybody will be able to get hooked. The first one's free, kids. And after that, you will have to pay $6 a month to watch Star Trek. So, uh, what I'm curious about, 
is is it going to be like the current cast or is it going to be involving the enterprise what's it going to be you know what i mean i want to i want some details putting into it since it's going to be online only brian singer attached as a producer possibly 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 he seems to be a little busy with his uh star star wars universe right now Brian Singer's doing Star Wars. <laughs> he wants to be. I don't know. Brian's a little busy right now. X-Men. Brian is doing the um, Fox shit right now. Okay. All right. Now I'm tracking. So yeah, I mean, I watch Star Trek. You know, I like Star Trek. I don't see why would Brian Singer be attached to this. I don't know. As last spring, he was he was talking about dealing with star trek but that was last year he's not a bad director i mean shoot yeah but that was last year though why would he be attached to it now money that was a different series though mm-hmm. i'd probably still be in talks with the same people cbs or paramount so yeah and that's an online only now i think i will say i could not get into enterprise i tried so, I I mean I thought Voyager was good and I thought Deep Space Nine was good but I couldn't get into them I could get into the original series for the most part but I really like Next Generation but I mean we grew up and it was on Fox right was it on Fox yeah it was yeah, on so Fox. We, yeah. Well, so we I watched think, Next Generation well, when it was new when, I think one of them was on CBS no it was on CBS I think, well, fuck. One of them was on CBS. Is that Voyager? No, it was always on CBS. It was always on CBS. No, I'll take that back. I think one of them was on Fox. Either way, fuck it. This is a bad idea. No, I think it's a bad idea. I, th- I think they'll probably make money because I think there's a lot of track- Trekkies out there that'll pay the freaking price. I won't pay it. No, I'm not going to pay it. I'll, I would like to I watch would. it, but I won't pay that shit. I'm subscribed to enough shit as it is with fucking New Japan and WWE and all that shit. Fuck you. I'm not subscribing to any more shit. Even for $6. It was distributed on CBS. I bet I watched it on Fox, though, because they probably bought syndication rights or something. Yeah. And I know the first few years it was out, I was too cool to watch uh, Star Trek. And then I sit down and watch like an episode. I was like, I, I like this show. And then I just started watching all of them. Yeah, this comes from the the sci-fi nerd. I'm too cool to watch Star Trek. I just it just never appealed to me at first. You know, I'll take it back. When I was before that, like when I was like five, like anytime I saw the original series on, I was watching that shit. I could not get enough of the original series of Star Trek. And my sister took me to see Star Trek Four when it was in the theaters. Um, yeah. And, uh, the, uh, so, I mean, I loved the original series when I was a kid, but you know, at school wasn't cool. You know, I kind of had this like year or two phase where I wasn't in sci-fi because you were made fun of or beat up on the playground for it. And, uh, no, not in Mason, West Virginia. They're more intelligent human ways. So I was just too cool for that shit. And then one day I just, it was on the television in my bedroom and uh, cause I didn't turn a channel from something else after I got done watching it. I went and got me something to eat and come back and uh, I can actually remember just 
like really liking the show. I was like, wow, it's really good. So then I just sat down and watched every episode that I could get a hold of. Did you watch um, Ash versus Evil Dead? No, I did not. Damn it, Scott. I know, man. And I tried to watch that other show tonight, but the freaking WWE Network just would not work. Fuckers. Well, in, uh, well, actually, um, Piper's last film. This will go along with the movies things. Did you watch that? Yes. Well, I watched the trailer. Yeah, that uh, Piper looked good in it. Yeah, he did. He was he was had a good delivery of his lines, and he was convincing as an asshole. So, yeah. looks like he had a lot to lot to go off of. But, I mean, he played an asshole for like forty years. So, yeah, he looked like he had a he he had some um, dealings with some asshole promoters. So he he, he had a lot to go. Off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I know how to be a promoter. I've dealt with him for a while. So the movie itself looks like it might be kind of shitty, but uh, damn, I want to see Piper in it though. But I haven't watched too much of Piper's stuff since he's died, so that's kind of the downfall. So I, I don't uh, want to watch it for that. I hurt when I heard that he passed away. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know the guy, but it was just like, damn it. Yeah, but uh, that is up though. Got the name of the film now. The Saints. The, Ma- the Mask Saints special trailer number two is up on YouTube. So go ahead and take a look at that, people. Now, on to a little bit of last news we have. One good news, one bad news, depending on how you look at it. Uh, ESPN is doing, uh, well, let's do the bad news first. The uh, It's not exactly the, uh, the Roman Coliseum, but. And the way it is for us, the Pontiac Silverdome is being tore down. So, uh, and basically, uh, the uh, it all kind of boils down to this. The property owner has shifted strategies and is now preparing to tear down the empty and battered 40-year-old stadium next year in the belief that the 127-acre site would be more marketable without the Silverdome than with it. And in case you're like, I don't know, 13 years old and listen to this, this was WrestleMania 3 for us. Hogan this was the site. This is where it truly turned the corner. So, Savage versus Steamboat, Hogan and Andre. This was it. And now it's just nothing. Again, I mean, it's just a, a building, and now they're going to turn into like a basically. What, what are they going to turn it into? Dirt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what'd you call it? Dirt. Uh, it's a it development. Oh yeah, yeah. Who cares what they're going to turn it into? What matters is what happened. Yeah, that's that's the spot where. Hogan slammed Andre. He didn't hip toss him. He didn't whatever. He picked that big bastard up and he slammed him on the mat. And it was amazing. He did it before at other places, but that was ignore that. But and now they just completely ignore it altogether that ever happened. Still. Again. Yeah. All right, that was that. I mean, that was the moment like WrestleMania. I mean, WrestleMania was big, but freaking WrestleMania three was 
in the stratosphere. So, I mean, Andre and Hogan, you know, you had the passing of the uh, torch. Yeah. Uh, was Aretha Franklin singing. I mean, it was just, it was epic. If that's probably the WrestleMania I've watched the most. Yeah. That's, that, it's, uh, WrestleMania four, not so much. <laughs> I did like that because that was a, a turn of it. Yeah, but the man, it was like, all right, this needs to be over with. It was long. It was way too long. But, uh, damn, that sucks. Jeez, how many of these guys are dead? Nah, most of them. But Adrian Adonis, isn't he dead? Fucking Silverdome being tore down. Don Morocco, is he dead? Yeah, Don Morocco is dead. Tito Santana? No. Oh, Chico's still alive. Mm, Davey Boy Smith. Junkyard Dog. Uh, Davey Boy's dead. Yeah. Hercules Hernandez. Yeah, he's dead. I don't know about Billy Jack Haynes. No, he's suing. I think he's no. I think he's suing WWE, so he's better off dead. Yeah, I think he Piper's might. Pitt was on there, so Piper was there, right? Piper's dead. Yeah. Yep. And Andre. Yep, Andre. And Bobby Heenan had that okay. terrible, terrible sickness. Miss Elizabeth, Randy Savage. Yeah. Damn, it's another one of those, huh? What about George's animal steel? Is he still alive? No, he's still alive. Yeah. Awesome. Harley Race? Harley Harley is um I think he's paralyzed. I think he's in a um old folks home. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Bob Orton's still alive. Yeah, Bob's still getting around. Hell, he's only sixty-four. I thought he was older than that. Jake Roberts got his neck freaking jacked up. Yeah. Of course, no, like I said. Oh, the King Kong Bundy Hibbley Jim midget match. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lord Lillibrick and, and all of them. I think I think all the midgets are dead. Gorilla so, Monsoon? Monsoon's dead, yeah. Yep, he was there. Uh, let's see. I think that's better by the past. Just our dog, man. He, uh, he died. Dog, man. Yeah, yeah he had a, that was that was shit, man. Yeah, he he died on the way to, coming home from his daughter's graduation. Fell asleep in a car. Yeah, driving. It's a shame. This segment is getting a little bit more depressing than I hoped. Uh, Dino Bravo. Dino's dead. dead. He got shot selling illegal cartons of cigarettes on the black market or something. Yeah. Is the Roger brothers one of them dead? No, they're both alive. Both alive. I loved Rougeau Brothers. I don't give a shit what anybody says. I thought they were a great tag team. <laughs> they were awesome. They had a great theme song, too. All American Boys. Yeah. Wow. So many people gone. Yeah. Well, Scott, I didn't think you can make this segment any more depressing than you already have. If he, that's the problem. Anytime you talk about the freaking classic WWE, WWF, that's what you're talking about. Well, maybe they should tear down this fucking building. Turn that fucker down. <laughs> yeah. Burn it. Well, that's all the ones I, I haven't really clicked on everybody's names, but the ones I knew off the top of my head and you knew off the top of yours. So... 
could be where about him. That he's alive. Good. He's suing WWE as well. He's better off dead. What's he suing for? Uh, concussions or some bullshit. There's a lot of that going on. They're all in the same lawsuit. Yeah. Think about concussions, man. It's like the guys from like uh, um, NFL. They're suing over all that stuff. And it's like, how do you not think that running into someone at full speed cannot cause one of those? Thank Haiti Kid, Little Beaver, Little Tokyo, Lord Littlebrook. I think I think they all might be dead. Mula's dead. Mr. Fuji. Fuji's alive, I think. Oh, he is. Shit. Adrian Adonis is dead. Yeah. Piper's dead. Um... Yeah. Most of them. Wow. That's that's pretty much it. (sighs) Okay. Let's go to the good news. We're in the show with this. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> the hell, dude? It's terrible. God, I hate wrestling. Glad Ric Flair wasn't there, I'm just saying. ESPN 30 for 30. Um, this came from Raja, but the booking agency that represented WWE Hall of Famer Ric Flair announced via social media that he will be featured in an upcoming ESPN 30 for 30 special. Uh, quote, this is from their Facebook page. We named the company Legacy Talent because it's our mission to help preserve the legacies that our clients have worked a lifetime to build. Yesterday, we took a huge step in documenting Ric Flair's legacy by starting to shoot his 30 for 30 ESPN film. We are honored to work with such a prestigious group on a project we are so passionate about. So Ric Flair is getting a 30 for 30 film on ESPN. Hey, thing is, man. I mean, it's about time. I mean, he's the freaking man. It's no fans or butts about it. I I remember watching like the Mike Tyson thirty for thirty. I think that's what I watched the first one. There were some good ones. Very interesting. So, how long are those usually? About an hour. Thirty for thirty, isn't it? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. Watch ESPN. Yeah, I haven't watched it in a while. The um, last ESPN I watched was the uh, NXT show. But uh, Buster Douglas, I think, had one. He had one good match. That's when he beat uh, Tyson's ass. That was it. Yeah, he. Uh, that was his moment. That was the one. That was Tyson's fault. He came in underprepared. And then um, Buster Douglas was a big, huge man, knew how to box, and had everything to freaking prove. And his mother had died. Yeah. Or was very sick. I think she died. Tyson got Tyson got, uh, got greedy. Thought he was a fucking man. Unbeatable. Yeah. Look what happens. Oh, just saw this. Zombie U, with the launch of the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 versions, they resurrected the servers 
on Zombie U. The online servers. So one of the unique features of the game is graffiti that players can leave on the floor for one another, describing traps and other horrors ahead. Hmm. I can never figure out what half the graffiti meant, so it didn't really help me any. Anthrodasting. Very anthrodasting. Let's see if there's any quick news before we go. Bye bye. Kingdom Hearts 3 and HD 2.8 trailers teased for tomorrow. So by the time this comes out, you can be um, you can watch that. Oh boy. <clears throat> PlayStation 4 lead over Xbox One continues to grow. Latest quarterly financial report shows. Oh Lord. Um PlayStation 4 continues to dominate Xbox One and Nintendo, shipping over 4 million consoles to stores during the three-month period, while Xbox One achieves the 15 million total units shipped milestone. Sony is rapidly closing in on 30 million. Nintendo's Wii U finds itself again in last place, finally shipping to 10 million units. <clears throat> PlayStation 4, 29.3, Xbox One, uh, 15. See, this one, this has, um, let me send you this link. It says 15.3, and then it has uncertainty and estimate 17.3. This comes from Ars Technica. So I'm going to. Either way, a shit ton less than. Yeah. PS4 and a little bit more than Wii U. So, uh, definitely selling at a faster rate than Wii U, but. <clears throat> and it looks like you can. What was the date? November 7th and 8th. You can pick up a, uh, a bundle, Xbox One, at, uh, at Best Buy, a free game and a fifty dollar gift certificate. So uh, they're really trying to get rid of the Xbox Ones. And you get the same deal online at Target. So uh, I guess the next thing is uh, Major Nelson is just going to show up at your house and set it up for you. Yeah. What he'll probably do is take your couch out of your house and just give you like a lawn chair. Because people just don't sit in the same room when the games are on. No. So. Alien 5 delayed pending Alien Paradise Lost. Really? So, yeah, it's been delayed so they can work on the Prometheus sequel, which is no longer a Prometheus sequel as much as it's an Alien cash-in probably. Um I wonder if delayed, pending Alien Paradise Lost. That's an odd word to say, pending. Mm. Does that mean pending the box office performance of Paradise Lost? We may not see this Neil Blomkamp. 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 Neil Blomkamp. Yeah. So, who knows? It's going to shoot in Australia, Alien Paradise Lost. 
WWE Hall of Famer superstar Billy Graham revealed on Facebook that he has signed a Legends contract with WWE. Wow, after all the shit he has talked about WWE, he's signed a, a Legends contract. The Fox theme park, 20th Century Fox World. Attraction, uh, they're building it in Malaysia and looks like Dubai. Uh, attractions will be based on Fox properties, including Ice Age, Rio, Planet of the Apes, Aliens, Predator, Night at the Museum, Titanic, The Simpsons, and Sons of Anarchy. Damn it. Hmm. It's like a freaking Disney World for sci-fi nerds and white trash. Yeah. So, I never could get into Sons, Sons of Anarchy. I don't know why. I just I tried. Several I times. couldn't either. I, I just can't get into shows about drug addicts and just. Yeah, just I mean, I don't know. I had to fast forward through a lot of um, Breaking Bad. I just don't give a shit about. What was um Paul Heron's character's name? Jesse. It's another series I never really watched a whole lot of. I couldn't get into it. Yeah, I, I being around people that's on drugs. Uh, working with them and having you know some family that's been in that mess, I just don't want to look at that shit. Well, I think that's pretty much it because you got a little bit extra at the end, and that is it. It's kind of like um, unless Scott found something new. Nope, we're dead. Nope. Okay, we're good. So, um, let's rocket punch this kaiju into oblivion. All right, that's it. Goodbye, folks. <laughs>